0: Welcome to another episode of our real estate podcast, Hustle and Motivate with Cyrus and Danny.
1: Brought to you exclusively by the Pacific West Association of Realtors. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little bit tired today, but I'm good. I had a very, I had a busy weekend. My sister got married. Long time coming. We, uh, the wedding was postponed because of COVID. And so it's been like, they couldn't, like they already had like a longer engagement. And then now we're, we're back at it and they got married and it was awesome and so much fun, but I'm just kind of like recovering still.
0: Where was it? Temecula? Yeah.
1: Temecula. That's sick. It was gorgeous. It was so much fun. It was so beautiful, but I feel like I'm, you know, I'm getting old. I'm the recovery takes a little bit longer than it did before. <laughs> was it hot out there? <laughs> no, it was beautiful. It was like low 80s, high 70s oh, the whole time. So it nice. was it was perfect. I
0: was in Palm Springs last week and it was 105 degrees. Woo. It was ridiculous. So, like you go outside and like you're just, just start dying. melting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like your earrings. Thank you. My client oh. actually um she has a little she was she's an art teacher and so she started making um all of these different fringe and macrame and stuff like that on the side and so um she posted that she was starting this little company. So I was like, hey, this girl supports my business, so I'll support her. So I went and bought myself some fringe earrings.
0: I'm like a huge believer in like supporting your friends' businesses and like actually buying the stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because some people like will be like, oh, they should hook me up. It's like, no, like spend the money, help a friend out to build their business, like help them be successful.
1: Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And it's kind of like, You know, like we all try really, really hard in order to do the very best that we possibly can for our clients and for our. Because I mean, honestly, we're in the relationship business, and so our a lot of our friends become our clients, and it's like we want to. It's a two way street.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that the support of your friends in this business, the support of your friends in other businesses, is like makes it so much better. And that's how they grow. That's how we grow. Right. Like. Like if I have my friends that are supporting me and telling all their friends to work with me, like I'm going to have a bigger business. It's the same thing with, you know, your client that's that sells the earrings. me
1: my, my fringy earrings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I was talking to my team the other day about good agent etiquette. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a pretty good thing to talk about, you know, now that we're, we're sitting here because, uh, I had a client, I had a, I had an open house the other day mm-hmm. and I had an agent walk in with their family and they signed in they walked in um they signed the new like uh you know those covid COVID form or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah walked in was talking to them through the whole thing and i asked them do they have an agent and then she goes the, the mom goes oh i don't know do we have an agent and then the brother's like oh yeah she's our agent turns out that the brother and the sister were both agents the whole time and they were there for like Twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, but they never said they were an agent.
1: Yeah, that's kinda I don't know, what's the right word for that? I don't want to say shady. That shady is not the right word, but it's kinda like
0: I just feel like improper it's improper
1: (laughs) etiquette. It absolutely is improper etiquette for sure. Yeah.
0: Because like as like as an agent, like you just say, Hey, look, I'm an agent. Don't worry about me, like yeah. do your thing right Yeah.
1: spend your time on other people that yeah could, i mean we all as agents also know that when we're going into open houses with our clients like we know why that that agent is there you know exactly. they're not just sitting there hopefully on their chair so people can come through and see the house like the whole point of an open house is that you can work it so it's kind of yeah. like let us know i mean i walk in right away and say hey i'm a realtor here's my business card
0: yes because that is good etiquette
1: yeah <laughs> And
0: that's what we're going to talk about. Not today.
1: everyone is trained the right way right off the bat, or they just don't care, and that's really sad.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm not going to go further into that conversation. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, you know, we we always talk about how real estate is such a relationship based business, but it, what it really comes down to is like, yes, other agents in in essence are our competition. But at the same time, we need those relationships. We need those other agents in order to succeed, in order to do well. So I personally always, always, always strive to be like the kind of agent that another agent would want to work with again. Like if they, you know, if I have a listing and they were to submit an offer on my listing, I want to be able to, or I'm sorry, vice versa. I want them to be able to go to their client and say, Hey, I closed a deal with this girl before. She's awesome. She's communicative whether or not my, you know, like you need to have the, that kind of reputation and you need to have those kind of relationships with other people.
0: Yeah. I do it all the time. And like I have, I have a specific listing right now that's in escrow and the agent has put in, in onto my listings, has put in probably, you know, in the past year, six different offers for different clients on different listings. Mm-hmm. And every single time he's put in an offer, he's like called me, he's been very, communi- it just didn't work out for those specific ones. Yeah. But I knew like, when he put an offer on this one, I told him, I was like, Hey dude, like I'm going to try to help you get this. Like, this is where you need to be. This is how we are. And like, I helped him because I knew him and I had a relationship with him. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and there was other agents that I probably wouldn't have done that with because of the fact that I don't know who they are and I don't know how they work. And we may get into escrow and it may be this, you know, a nightmare to work with. Yeah. And if you know that the agent is a solid agent and you know that they're going to they're going to be on top of it. They're going to provide all the stuff that you need up front and yada, yada, yada. Like, I mean, it makes our lives as listing agents way easier. It makes your life as a buyer's agent way easier. Sure. Because when you're working with the other agent, it's like... Yeah. Just everything goes so smoothly.
1: I feel like I'm in the age of... I mean, I'm in my young 30s. A lot of my friends right now are, are buying you know, their first homes are selling their first homes and then buying their second home. So I'm pretty, you know, this year I've been about 50-50 listings and buyers, but typically I'm pretty buyer heavy. That's just where I'm at in my life and where I'm at with my my sphere and everything like that. But even if, you know, we have offers that aren't accepted, um, you know, communication is so key and just being, you know, I can't tell you how many times people have said like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. I really want to work with you. And whether or not it works out yeah. to know that I'm doing all of the right things in order to help my clients get their, get their offers accepted and having that kind of etiquette it's huge. Yeah. It's so huge. And people are like, I'll let you know when I have another listing coming up. I'm so sorry. This one didn't work out. And that has totally given me an edge before.
0: Yeah. Well, if you, if you, if you get the, the, the listing agent on your side in the transaction, right? Like when they sit down and they put two offers in front of each other, if they're the same exact offer. And they're going to say, but
1: this agent's on top of it.
0: Yeah then the, the, the list, the, the seller, cause I'm, I'm my majority of my business is listings. Right. So like, so when I sit down and I present that, and if they're the same exact thing, I'm going to say, look, I know this agent, she's awesome. She's great. Like she's phenomenal. I've never worked with this agent. So it's your choice at the end of the day. Like, and, and they're going to be
1: looking to you for guidance. And yep. so I can't tell you how many times that I have conversations with agents on the phone and they're so like rude. Oh off of the bat and I'm like are we are you are we trying to work together here like in the end like like we're all on the same team we're yep. all trying to get to the closing table we're all trying to get to, swapping keys and calling it a day. So I don't understand how some people can pick up the phone. And I mean, just because I'm advocating for my client and negotiating on their behalf doesn't mean that I'm being rude or disrespectful. I'm just doing the best job that I possibly can. So I don't understand why agents can sometimes pick up the phone and be so.
0: Oh my gosh. Rude. Uh, You, uh, Yes.
1: That's when I kill them with kindness. I'm like, my job in this transaction is for them to be like, man, I was kind of a jerk to her, but she's kind of a cool chick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Maybe we could be friends now, but you know, like, that's the thing is like, like, like I think being, being on the, on the listing side of things and like seeing that, like I always try to, because I understand how it is on the buy side, especially right now,
1: especially right now. It's tough out there.
0: It's very tough. And it's so, I had, I had on a listing that I have, um, right now that we're in escrow for another one that the the i had 15 offers on it within the first six hours right and did you even have time for enough showings for that i i had an open house the the day that we listed it Mm -hmm. like that day and it was like i nonstop, yeah non-stop for three hours by the end of the day i had all these offers crazy insane yeah it's absolutely insane and then we ended up going through the weekend and like i had and then by i think sunday morning the sellers just said you know what like we'll just accept something right Mm -hmm. and they accepted something and but we already had the open house scheduled so i'm like okay well can we still do this you know and she said they said yes so we're doing it and i was talking to the buyers that were coming in with their agents and i'm like look like this is just where the market is right like i i you know, because at the end of the day, like they may have that agent may have another buyer for another one of my listings or so on and so forth. So like I sat there and I talked to the buyers of these agents and because they were like freaking out, they're like, oh my gosh, it's already accepted. And they'll probably get upset with their agent. Right. And I'm like, look, it's not your agent. Your agent's phenomenal. She called me, she told me how great you guys are, yada, yada, yada. Because like as a listing agent, like you have to be understanding on the buy side too, because I still
1: do buys. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think one of the things that's really important right now, especially in this crazy market, I had a listing up in Whittier, and I think I had, at the end of the weekend, I had 40, like 45 offers or something like that on it. It was crazy. And I... Wrote an email to everyone who didn't get accepted or everyone who didn't get a counter. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, I know this market's tough. This is why your offer wasn't accepted. Rather than just flipping to active under contract, because then, I mean, there's nothing more disappointing to a client, I feel, where like if I have a a buyer and they've written offers on something and it doesn't work out and we're waiting for a response from the agent and all of a sudden they say, oh, I just saw on Zillow that it went pending. It's devastating. And then I feel like... I look incompetent, even though I know that I didn't do anything wrong in that situation. It's just so rude that I really think that agents just need to be so extra communicative with each other right now. I understand that the market's crazy and we all might be running around like our hair's on fire, but that doesn't give us any reason to like skip out that step of our job.
0: Yeah. I, um, I like make it a point to if you submit an offer, like I will call you and I will talk to you about it like afterwards. Mm -hmm. We may accept it and then I'll tell them I'll call the the agent and I'll say, Hey, look, this is this is what happened. We ended up getting this, yada yada yada, this is where we're at, right? Um, if you want me to keep your offer as a as a backup or whatever, we Mm -hmm. can, blah, blah, blah. Because the reality is is like we also I I just think that's right. Like, because if I was on the other side, that's what I would want. Yeah. It's exactly what you just said. Like, I don't want my client calling me and saying, Hey, I just saw it went pending, and you're like, uh, you're I like, didn't know uh,
1: that. No one said anything yeah. to me about it, and even <laughs> though, <to> like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly, and that's, I mean, because, you know, when they're waiting on to find out what happened with their offer, they're just scouring the internet for any sort of, you know, heads up, any kind of information that they can possibly see. Yeah. And even though we're completely doing our job, it makes other realtors look bad when you when you miss out on that point, that communication yeah. point. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. to me.
0: I I yeah and i think that like what we forget is going back to what you were talking about earlier is like it's a relationship business mm-hmm. and i think most of the deals that i've gotten and i've made happen were because of relationships in the business mm-hmm. with other agents yeah you know the the power of being able to know a good amount of agents is is i mean you can't compare that because who are you going to work with you can't do everything
1: again. by yourself. You're yeah. not going to have every buyer for every one of your listings, and you're not going to have a listing for every one of your buyers. You have to nurture those other relationships too.
0: Exactly, uh, but uh, again, like like you're going to work with that person over and over again, probably multiple times, and maybe five times, and maybe with your buyer, you may work with them two times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like the the depending on who they are, or whatnot. But you will see the agents over and over again.
1: Yeah. You know the people who are doing business in your area, you might as well be nice to them.
0: Yeah, be friends with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because because then the day, yeah, you're competing with them, but also you're going to be working together. So so why would you treat somebody in a way that you don't want to be treated in that space? I that's how I feel like I don't know. I, I there's there's a lot of agents that lack that etiquette, I would mm-hmm. say, and I think that it's about It's about just being a good person because you would want the same on the back end, right?
1: Exactly. And are you really doing your clients any sort of favors if you you know like i i i like to remind my clients like when when we're writing offers right now like this is only one point of negotiation we have to get into escrow before we can do anything else you yep. know so like at this point this is where we're trying to build relationships with the other people get to know as much as possible what are the sellers looking for what are the buyers looking for all of those kind of things in order to get into escrow once we get into escrow then you know we can Pull out all of the stops that we need in order yep. to make this happen. But until then, like we need to play nice. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I was telling—I um, actually did a story on my Instagram the other day about how everywhere, everyone has ring doorbells right now. Everyone has cameras inside of their houses. So it's really important as agents to. Um, remind our clients that when we're going through houses and if they have negative things to say, to stay very tight lipped about it, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Once we get in the car, I don't care. Gloves are off. I'm into it. But the (laughs) second, I'm, I'm serious. I am. Uh, The second that we are in front on that property, we need to be kind. We need to be nice because even if the property isn't perfect for you, but you are going to end up writing an offer on it, we don't want to give them any, um,
0: indication of anything.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I've had some listings where agents, you know, have some things to say while they're walking through with their property or their clients are. And, and it's just, you know, you're not really doing yourself any favors right now.
0: Yeah. Literally. I mean, I trust me. And yeah, I had a seller that I didn't realize he had like, um, um, uh, what do you call it?
1: Like audio, audio, yeah, audio.
0: It wasn't even visual, it was just audio.
1: I mean, they have to disclose that.
0: Yeah, but they I didn't, should disclose that. I didn't realize that 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 was there, and he told me about that in the inspection, and then he was like, "Yeah, I heard them say this, this, this," and I'm like, "Like,
1: what Dude. are you talking about? Like,
0: what do you mean you heard them? Like, you were here?" And he's like, "No, no," and I'm like, "Okay, well, like, we need to talk about this, right?" Like, yeah, and so like, we fixed all that, but like that the big thing was like, like he knew everything that those buyers said, mm-hmm. everything, yeah, and I'm like. Wow, that's... Not, that's
1: o- not only, like, you know, comments that they have about the property, but giving up their game plan.
0: Yep. Yeah. So so be aware of that. But but also, like, I, I think that it's important for the agent to let the buyers know that or the, the sellers or whatever, right? Like, and, and be aware of it, like you said, because at the end of the day, like, you can say something that can offend somebody and maybe you didn't mean to offend them. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, be aware of other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that goes back to exactly what we're talking about is this, these relationships with these agents, like, like you, you may be in a deal and you may be, you may hate that agent at that time because of whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've all been there. You're like, Oh my gosh, why can't you do X, Y, Z? I can't
1: wait until we close. So I don't have to talk to you again, but you're probably going to end up having to talk to them. again. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. So like, Like treat them right. You know, at the end of the day, like you guys got the deal closed. Like, like, Hey, look, we, you know, I've, I've done this before. Like, Hey, I know that we've, we kind of butted heads during the transaction, but we got it closed and I'd like to do another transaction with you because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you might do it. Yeah. And if you, if you have that, if you don't have that, they're going to go to their seller and they're going to sit there and say what? Oh, well, I don't like to work with XYZ agent because this is the last transaction. Mm -hmm. But if you can mend that at the end, at least they can sit there and say, Hey, I've done a transaction with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I actually had um, an escrow one time where there was a a miscommunication between me and the other agent. He ended up getting really upset with me. And after I had explained myself, he was like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. I totally popped off on you. I didn't mean to say all of the things that I said. And I was like, it's cool. We're okay. Um, But actually, his sellers were selling um, some of their furniture. And I had said, hey, if you don't sell that chair, let me know because I totally want to buy that chair. And we got to closing... And I gave my client, you know, my clients got their keys. We walked into the house and he was really sweet. He ended up, you know, leaving um, a bottle of wine for my clients. And then he ended up putting a bottle of Veuve Clicquot on the chair with a bow on it. And he bought me the chair oh my and gosh. the Veuve Clicquot because he, <laughs> you know kind of came back around and realized like I didn't do anything wrong. You know, it was just a miscommunication and everything was fine in the end. But I was like, but now it's so funny because he calls me like I mean, every time he has a listing pops up or vice versa, it's like I'm like, hey, what's up? Like I got a buyer. And now we're like really, really cool. So it's all, you know Yeah, or that was awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's sick. Like but that's that's I have that chair in my
1: living room. I love that chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's what we're talking about, right? Like like I have another one that, that we're working on right now and and the the mother of the buyer passed away, Mm -hmm. uh, seven days in escrow and they had a seven day inspection contingency. She went to the hospital on day five. The agent just called me and communicated, right? Like he just called me. He's like, Hey dude, like this is what's going on. She's in the ICU. Yada, yada, yada. Can we get a couple more days? And I'm like, yeah, no issue. Call my seller. We're good. You know? And then she ended up passing away. And now we're like, okay, we need. This is what I was on the phone with outside right now, and yeah. we need a little more time, blah blah. And I just called the seller and I explained it to him because the agent has been very straightforward up front. I, I can trust what he tells me, you know, and and I it makes sense. Maybe another agent I wouldn't trust on some of that stuff.
1: For sure, it's he, huge to have those open lines of communication. The second that you start becoming cryptic, that's when people are like. What are their motives? Where are they at? And it's like, because you need to remember, like, you're not doing your clients any favors when you're doing stuff like that. Yeah. You know?
0: Exactly. It's like, it's like you, you, if you can, if I have an agent that's overly communicative, like if I know exactly what's going on, so on and so forth at all times as a listing agent, I feel good. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, some things may be going wrong, but it's not hitting me on the side of the head like with a brick, right? You're like, like
1: where where's this contingency removal? I thought that we were going to close, and you're, and then he comes back to you after and says, I'm so sorry so-and-so died. You're like, did they really? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's a terrible thing to say, but, like, honestly, that's why communication is so yeah. huge. You need, we all need to be the kind of agent that we would want to work with again on the other side. 100%. Yes. I we love that. Doubt.
0: We all need to be the kind of agent we want to work with on the other side. Yeah. 100%. I yeah. agree with that. That Truth is bombs right there. Boom.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I I I um I I think that you do a very very good job of it. We need to do a deal together. Is what we need to do.
1: I would love that. Would you, you know, accept my client's offer? <laughs> uh, all day. I mean, I don't accept them. But I know yeah. you know what I mean. You know what I mean.
0: <laughs> but you know, but it's true. Like like if you put an offer in front, of, like there's gonna be like that you're talking about in this market, how to differentiate your offers. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it comes from the agent. Mm-hmm. That's what changes a lot. And of And I
1: love too when you actually end up having a relationship with the agent on the other side and, and negotiations for repairs and all of this kind of stuff becomes a conversation about how are we all going to make this work together yep. rather than just shipping pieces of paper off and back and forth to each other and negotiating that way. That is so frustrating to me. Well, Pick up the phone.
0: Yeah. And that's our job, right? Like that's, that's why we're here. Like, the, like all of this stuff is not that complicated. Our job is to make sure that everybody at the end of the day wins. Yeah. And if we can make everybody win at the end of the day, we did a good job. Yep. Right. And, and I think that, I think that a lot of agents think that one side has to win and one side has to lose, but no. that's not how it needs to be. You need no, to, we all
1: have the same goal at the end, the exchange of the keys. Yeah, that is the exact same goal that everybody has. And we're either going to get there on a really, really bumpy road or we're going to get there on a nice smooth road. And I would rather have those open lines of communication and just make it work where everyone, I mean, we're all going to have to give and take a little bit at the end of the day, but we all have the same goal. So let's get it done.
0: Yeah. Get that thing closed. Yeah. I agree with that. You're awesome.
1: Thank you. I think that you're awesome. Yeah. I need your, I need one of your listings so I can buy it.
0: I'm working on it. Okay. I'll find one. (laughs) I will next week.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. All
0: right, let's do it. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Cyrus Andre.
1: At Danny Femmel and at PacWest Realtors. Keep hustling. (laughs) And stay motivated. We want to remind everyone that these opinions are our own and may not reflect those of the association.